I'm Commander Shepard, and this is my favorite podcast on the internet. That was pretty good, right? Alright. <laughs> this is Bone Robot Games Podcast, and this week we're going to be talking about Mass Effect, baby. A couple of weeks until the new Mass Effect remaster comes out. I have to say, I literally, I'm, I've been so excited about it because I love Mass Effect. I was going, I was looking at the trailer on like Xbox last night, and I was like, I'm not sure this game needs a remaster. Yeah. They're like Ultra HD 4K. I was like, it looks great. I've been playing Mass Effect 1 again. I own all of them. I was playing the one a week ago, maybe. It looks pretty good. It holds up really well. I'm not sure this game needs a remaster. What, yeah, what, I'm not what's sure the point? Most games need remasters. Yeah. Do you ever play the remaster of Super Mario World? No, they remastered Super Mario World? No, it doesn't exist because everyone still plays the, the original <laughs> because it's amazing. Oh, you got me. People will play That's good games point. no matter what. People, There's no remaster of Chrono Trigger because you can't. there's nothing to change. It's perfect. In its timeline and it's and it's you know for for what it is for when it came out it's still playable it's still a good game it the art style holds up you know the only games i think like the i I have played the resident evil remasters and they're incredible they enhanced everything that was bad about the old ones pretty much and the graphics are like a gigantic step up if you go look at a picture of the original resident evil that came out in like 96 and then look at the GameCube remake that came out in 2002, it is leaps and bounds ahead. Like, it is an amazing remake. It's like, this is like, it was like, look, it was like looking at stick figures and then looking at a picture of Master Chief today. It's all, it's not, it's not that big of a gap, but it's pretty big. The, the, the graphics <laughs> were bad. We'll look it up. We'll have to, well, I'll post some pictures or something of it, but I'm not sure it needs a remake. Uh, that being said, I'm going to buy it and play it. I love Mass Effect. Mass Effect is the one true trilogy. It's it really is. It's 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 an amazing trilogy. It's it is one of my top favorite games. Very well done. Something that bothers me. So I I love all of them. Let's just get into this. I I love all of them, and I think they're all really incredible games. And the gunplay is amazing in two and three. And they've like upgraded from one. One's a little sloppy in that regard, I think. But the thing about one that they sort of lose in the other ones is there's this really like ominous like star trek kind of vibe where like you can't relate to anything it's like extremely sci-fi the the right off the jump the the music is like these weird synth tones that are like syncopated or like dissonant they don't sound quite right it doesn't it's not like music it's just like like the synth beats when you're like running around, and it really makes you feel like you're just alone in space. I felt like from the start, like, oh, this is weird. Like, I didn't, I don't, I felt an unease about where I was, which was cool. Yeah. Nothing had like done that before. And the second one and the third, it turns into a little more. You feel more comfortable. It's like an action shooter. You feel good in your skin. The first one, I was always a little bit like, like a little bit uneasy because the the sound, like, and you can't feel comfortable anywhere. You go to like Novaria in the first one. When you, you know, when you go to check out the, when you go fight the matriarch and she's like, it's like on a snowy blizzard planet and like the building you're in the first time has like apartments and like businesses there, but it's like all like this weird chiseled stone and it looks so foreign and it's like, you don't, you feel uncomfortable. Hmm. And, and to me that was like, it's like, I wouldn't live here. It's, it feels like a, like modern space structure. It's like, that was something that I really liked about it. Like it, you don't identify with it when i play a space game you know when i play something like that i don't want to be like yeah this looks just like my house but they put it on mars you know yeah so that was something that i really liked about that the 
Mass Effect 1 starts really strong. Let me say that too. You pick Shepard. The first thing you do is you get in an argument. The first, you, you jump onto the ship. Captain Anderson's with you or whatever. You're arguing about going down to, to, eat, to Eden Prime. And that's it. You're arguing. And you get down to Eden Prime. The first thing that happens, one of your crewmates gets killed. Yeah. Shout out to John, Johnson, Jenkins, Richard Jenkins. I think that's his name. He immediately gets killed. And then it's it starts off so strong. This is something that I love in games when I don't when I when I don't have like a motivation when I don't when I can't identify with it when they're like like Andromeda, they'll it's like your sister's down there. We got to get to the planet. Like I don't care who the fuck is his sister. We're two seconds into the thing, but you you <laughs> you create Shepard. You create his backstory. They talk it up. Like my backstory was like he was a war hero. He survived the. Karenian Blitz or whatever the fuck it was. And so they, that's the first thing they say. They start off like, you single-handedly got us out of there. Do you, we trust your intuition. What do you think about Eden Prime or whatever? Okay, that's his, uh, this is cool. You go down there. You see the the Saren betrayal. He kills Nihilus. Also very cool. Your first mission's gone haywire. And then the beacon takes over your mind. It's like so compelling. It's like an action-packed first mission. And then from there, you're like, Oh, this is like insane! Like you just like thrust into it. I f- I felt compelled. I was motivated to go forward because it's not like a fetch quest. It's not like this. It's like it's like this is like some sort of destiny thing. It is a little grandiose, but it's not like yeah. it's not like you have to care about this character because you don't know any of the characters yet, and so you don't care about any of them except the one you do care about is the one you just like spend time making for whatever however long you took making it. So that's something I really like. It's like a very strong opening. The ominous sci-fi stuff, like it hits strong and that's just like very basic notes off the beginning the gameplay is stellar I, if, if anyone hasn't played mass effect one go back and, and play it right now it holds up so well like the dialogue is written really well one of the first pieces of dialogue in the beginning that i thought was great especially coming from like a game like outriders that we were talking about the other week i i come to outriders and i i said like the all of, and a lot of games do this like they're really guilty of it we're like i think andromeda does it too you have a guy on your team named liam in Andromeda, when you'll be shooting aliens, and he's and he's like, he didn't like that one. I shot him in the face or something, like some corny ass line in the middle yeah, of a fight, right? Yeah, terrible, terrible. It's always just like, oh, why is he so angry? Probably because I just shot him or something like this, right? And it's like, I don't care. And in the very the one of the very first things that happened in in Mass Effect as well is you go up to the bridge. Joker's complaining about Nihilus. He's like complaining about his superior, and it felt like me complaining about my superiors at my job. Right. Which I loved, and then again, and then you have the voice of reason. Caden comes in, and Joker. One I remember it just very distinctly because I just played it. And Joker goes, "Call me paranoid, but I don't like that guy." And Caden just goes, "You're paranoid. You have to listen to him." And it was like this very cool, realistic interaction that made sense. There wasn't like, he wasn't like, Caden just didn't hit him with like a cool one liner like he's fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger in the '80s. And he's like, "Blow off some steam." He was just like, it was realistic. It felt good. The dialogue feels very good. It's not forced. It's like it's awesome to go through. It's very rewarding to even just go through dialogue options because Shepard says cool shit all the time. Yeah, Shepard does always say cool shit. It's constantly saying cool shit, even and especially like they do a really good job translating like what you pick on the dialogue box to what he says. Because you'll pick just like I agree with that, and he'll be like, I think that's the best course of action. I don't know why they change it, but it's always like poignant somehow. Yeah, it's always different. And, yeah, it's and like it's, a summary exactly. Is what you can select. So, I mean, that's, that's like all the, it hits all these points where it's like, it's not, it's not trying to be anything stupid and silly. It's like a very serious, 
in space game. They have like a lot of really cool set piece moments where cool stuff happens. Um, the gameplay is a little dated, a little janky. Uh, there are some like using your powers in one is like kind of pointless. They don't really like have the effect that they do. They like enhanced it in two. Um, I don't know if you remember. When was the last time you, you touched Mass Effect 1? I have not played Mass Effect 1. Oh, you never played Mass You started with Mass Effect 2? Yeah, I started with 2. I beat it on, like, the highest difficulty with, like, every class. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing with 3. And then I just recently beat Andromeda. So classes are weird in 1, 2, where, like, they don't matter as much as, as that. Like, the only thing, the only difference is, like, the like some skills or weapons that you start with or, like, abilities you have access to. But, like, in, in 2, it's very... I don't think that you would be able to go back and play one since you started with two. And two, like when you use slam or warp, it's like a very specific thing. Warp, I think, or singularity in two, like holds them in place. Slam, like yeah. picks them up and drops them. It's very visual. It's like apparent. I would use abilities in two. I wasn't even sure if they were doing anything. Like uh, sometimes. You mean one? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. In one. Like throw right. would work, but it, it was also like very goofy because it would just like toss them like ragdoll style and they would just lay there and you could laser into their head. It was like super overpowered. <laughs> yeah. But then like, like a lot of other stuff was like, again, warp is like, it, it, it like just stays in like a, in like a fog in the air and any enemies that's like touching, like take more damage. But I couldn't tell if it was working. Like you would throw it. There was like no signifier that it had hit them. Uh, it was a little bit weird. Like I, I basically just ran through it with weapons cause the weapons were super powerful in one and they had like weapon attachments you could do that were very strong. Uh, and they also had like a cooldown. So instead of instead of bullets, all the guns could overheat if you shot them too often. And if they overheated, you had to wait for it to cool down to shoot again, and you had infinite ammo. So in right. two, they changed that to like thermal clips, which I understand yeah. why, but it didn't it didn't coming. So I've adjusted to two, and I like it better now. But going from one to two, I was furious. Because it was like such a different feel, like changing the changing it from infinite ammo with a cooldown to like just casual weapon clips like usual. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate that they they backtracked on that that attempt to change things. Yeah. I was like, all right, we'll do ammo. Yeah, it's it's way easier to like manage in two. I understand why they did it. It feels pretty good. Two is like a very good has like very good combat still, but one is yeah. Like, I mean, was, I like their ammo placement. It always seemed like. I never ran out unless I should have run out. You know what I mean? Yeah. They did a good job. I mean, again, in two, the powers are so much stronger that, and they have, like, just cooldowns. So it's like, if you run out of ammo, like, and somehow in all of your guns, you can still get through with powers. Your teammates are adept enough to, to manage. And, like, controlling your teammates was easier. It's, like, so hard to control your teammates in, in one. They, they definitely tightened up everything that was, like, even problematic about one, but I still think it shines for, like, a lot of its decisions. Uh, you meet like a ton of characters right off the bat in one, like two three hours in. You've already got um, Garrus, Tali, uh, Rex, Caden, um, and Ashley. And then for so I'm gonna ruin this, and I'm I'm sure you know. I'm not actually sure what happened in two. How you pick, how you pick what happened. You can just pick from like a selection of options, or you have like one choice to pick at the beginning of two if you never played one. For what? So like there's in in one you get to this planet called Vermeer and there's like a bunch of really serious things that happen like if you do not have enough paragon points or you have not done a, a certain pathing then Shepard will kill or not Rex your Krogan teammate if you have enough like points you can get through it and you, like and he can stay on your team 
but it, he like pushes you to the point where you're forced to either kill him or you like your team or like the commander near you kills him or something like that or you can salvage the relationship and have him in the other games and then later on in the planet like a bomb goes off and and you have to like say you can only save one of two people so you have Caden Alenko and you have like Ashley Williams and you can only save one of them so one of them dies for the rest of your playthrough so like in, right. and it's up at near the end of the game so in two did you just like pick who you without playing one like I imported my save file did you just get to pick yeah you just get to pick at the beginning of your save file so there, and there's also like one or two other things uh, in one you can choose to save the Rachni queen or kill her and you just get to pick that as well. Do you remember? Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember we had like, yeah, but Lisa, either that or it, uh, I'm not sure on the Rachni one. I think that one defaults yeah. to one or the other. And you know what the, the Ashley or, or Caden thing might actually default. It might default to like the opposite sex of Shepard. Yeah, it might. I'm not sure. It might. Because I remember you and I, because you you didn't play one. I remember like by the time we got to three, we were talking and we had like very divergent paths. Yeah. But we had like basically chosen all opposite options at random, uh, and you know I'd been playing from one. So the best thing about this these like choices are, it's very cool playing through the game with them. Uh, like. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Like having the action to like save or kill Rex and then talking to someone like we go, Oh man, I saved Rex. Oh, you know, he's dead in my file. It's like, Oh shit, that's crazy. Like, and then by the time you get to three, it's like, Oh, you've gone through two games with this character. Like I'm connected to them. You know, yeah. like, I'm doing everything I can to save them. There's so much like at stake in three. I mean, you think about it this way, it's like with yourself as well, because it's like, I don't want to lose any characters. Now I brought them all the way from mass effect one. You know, it's like, I, I, I they have to make it, I want this to happen, you know, so it's like you're very invested in it too, which is really, really cool. Um, yeah, they did a great job with that. You yeah. know, they, they planned from the beginning. I remember reading in, in Game Informer years and years ago that it was like an article about Mass Effect, and it's like their their plan from the beginning was we're going to make a trilogy. And people are like, what? Most people will pitch, we're going to make a game. And yeah. then if it's good, we'll make another one. And they're like, from the jump, we're like, no, we're making a trilogy. I mean, that's smart. They they planned it out, and you could see it in... It was very ambitious, but I yeah. think it, they did a great job. Oh, they did a wonderful job. They hit all their marks. I think that it's, like, that's smart. If you have a plan, that you can tell sometimes when you're when you're in the story, like, this feels like it was adjusted, or, like, this feels like it was a long time coming because they had it set up for this. And Yeah, uh, and you were really invested in your characters, like you said. I remember seeing the trailer for 3, and it was, like, uh, like with Take Back Earth was, like, the big... Yeah. line in the in the trailer and i was like super excited i'm like this is gonna be awesome and then it was taking back earth was awesome yeah three was incredible three's so good three's a masterpiece dude honestly absolutely like, everything that everyone has ever said bad about three i disagree with exactly i'm like no you're full of shit the, the, i thought the <laughs> ending when i played the game i finished it i was like that was a pretty good ending yeah well i mean it goes back to my other point the the this game is is the exact um example of the the journey is more important than the destination. The, I cared about my characters about, about Rex because he's been with me through three games. There is no way that they can get a, 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 an ending that is satisfactory when people have so many bri- branching storylines and divergent storylines. One thing is going to happen at the end, and I'm fine with that. They give yeah, people more choice than okay they deserved. It. Yeah. The, like the, the choice to make these different endings happen. What do they expect? That you're going to have like three... 
one hour long cutscenes for each thing. It's fucking impossible. There's so many different choices you get to make along the game. There's no way that like, and those are the fun part. Like, uh, it doesn't it doesn't hamper, you know, the Morden storyline to me that at the end of, of the game we we get a small cutscene and 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 a reveal or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, wh- why does this matter? That we've played, you know, by this point. 100 hours of game of mass effect and like that's where the joy comes from it's not like yeah. it, it has not changed how much fun i had in combat it's not changed how i cried at certain points because it was so moving to me it does not change any of that it was like it's not like all of a sudden it's hampered it's it's it was wrapped up in a bow very very cautiously maybe very safe but it was still well done i think yeah i thought it was great i mean all i wanted from the ending was some kind of because they were always like hinting at everything for like the yes. whole games like the the overarching thing it was kind of like assassin's creed the way they hinted like there's always this precursor civilization in all these sci-fi yeah games. like the isu and assassin's creed the zelnaga and starcraft the protheans and mass effect they're so, like, always against this overarching stuff i was yeah. like i just want that wrapped up yeah you've already given me a whole story with these characters they're always named stuff like that too with each one or anything like that just give me Wrap up the overarching yeah, theme of the, the story exactly. and like tell me what the fuck is going on with the Reapers. And yeah. they did. Yeah. They explained it satisfactorily to me. I thought it made perfect sense. I thought it was wonderful. I remember talking at the time and being completely fine with it, and then we were both blown back that everyone hated the, the ending. Yeah, I specifically remember that. We, they, were, yeah. we both finished it around the same time and we we're talking about the ending, and I was like, we we're both like, Yeah, I thought it was a pretty great ending. I thought it did a good job wrapping everything up. Yeah. And then we go on the internet and everyone's pissed and we're like, What's well, wrong? They go, yeah, because they get this was the biggest thing. And this is this ties into what I was saying. They go, Oh, you either get the red ending, the blue ending, or the green ending. There's no difference. I was like, what the fuck did you expect? You thought that they were going to write a different <laughs> ending for if you had Caden alive but Rex dead, but there's 50 million different ways you can get to the end. The, the that's They did it well because you, like, don't you think all that time went into programming? They had to go, oh, what if they get to this point in the game and they don't have Rex? Oh, we have to do this instead. What if they get to this point in the game and they don't have this? All the dialogue options have to be different. It's the entire journey of the game. You think at the end they're going to have, like, your fucking characters come in and all high five you one by one or something? Like, what the fuck do they want here? It's, it's a, it's like Shepard had to end it that way. It only made sense. I mean, his name is, like, allegorical in itself. So it's like, what yeah, I, I really like the the last line in Mass Effect Three. I thought it was great. Uh, they did a great job with that. Yeah, with like the old man and the child at the end. Exactly. That was beautiful. It was wonderful. Also, I think thematically, the ending was beautiful. It can be argued that it fits perfectly because the whole story, in in essence, is that the the galaxy is going through cycles. Yeah. And no matter, the cycles are slightly different each time, but in the end the Reapers come through and it's always the same. Yeah. So you can play Mass Effect 30 different ways, but it always ends the same. Yeah. And that fits with what the story is trying to tell you is that we're stuck in a cycle that needs to be broken. It makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, even you could even argue like uh, part of it is like that they, they do break the cycle. I guess there is like some people, some people say there's like a canon ending, but it's like, who gives a shit? Why does it matter? But, the canon ending is that they did break the cycle. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like they destroyed the Reapers or whatever. It's like, well, I'm yeah. fine with that. Who cares? But doesn't it also like destroys the Mass Effect relays, which is like another big thing. It's it's weird. Yeah. 
But again, that's that's hugely different. If you if you destroy the Reapers, you destroy all the Mass Effect relays. It's like someone could have chosen a different one that doesn't do that. That like combines human and synthetic life, which is like completely different and like world shatteringly different than the other ending. I don't understand how they're upset with it. They think it's a color change. One ending is all yeah, it was all the very Reapers. Different. Yeah. All, one ending is Just all the Reapers die and all the Mass Effect relays get destroyed. The other ending is all human and synthetic life are bonded. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're like... And the, and the other yeah. ending is that Shepard takes sole control over the Reapers just like the the fucking little... Yeah, the child of light did or whatever, right? Yeah, so, yeah, like the, he could do what the elusive man wanted to do. Yes. So it's so like you could choose very different things. Exactly. Like, okay, the cutscene is three different colors, but and like, and that just harkens back to. I don't so care. It's so amazing that in the first one, you're just like a space marine, and at the end of it, you're like, oh, we destroyed Sovereign. Things are getting crazy. We need to prepare for the Reapers. And in two, the only one that wants to help you with the Reapers is the Elusive Man. And now you're working for Cerberus, which is like a shady organization. And then in three, you fight against the Elusive Man because you start your own team. You're like paramilitary. And you're you're just here for the good of the galaxy, and the elusive man is doing too much shady shit. He wanted to like collect people or something crazy, and it's like it's such a interesting thing. Like now in three, you're fighting against the the thing that you just helped for all of two, and now the yeah. elusive, and the elusive man is such a dynamic character too because he is like he's one of those people that's like oh the ends justify the means or whatever. But he also does like a lot of really great things, and they talk about it and the stuff. It's like yeah, people hate Cerberus because of like attack colony cities, but they also like save them and like build infrastructure and house people and it's like it, it's so there's there's like a dichotomy there that no one ever touches on because all they care about is if you can fuck an alien yeah but, <laughs> um so well I, I actually wanted to go back real quick uh something that i like about two so then they add more characters into right you come in they add more characters the crazy suicide mission at the end where they can all die and then three you sort of get back to a bunch of the characters from the first game and three is like super emotional with that. Like, um, you know, Garrus has like, oh, they all have like, they basically all have their own endings, like three quarters of the way through the game when you do their like missions yeah. or whatever. Yeah. So like you can talk, there's that scene with Garrus on the Citadel where you're like skeet shooting or whatever, and you're having a great time and talking to him about life and oh, are we going to make it through this and all that. It's like, how is that not like a, a, a partial ending right there? Right. You have closure with that character. That you've yeah. Been with. But, um, yeah, they wrapped up everyone's individual storylines well. Oh, wonderful! It's not like they left any loose threads. No, not at all. They did a great job with that. Um, I, I mean, like the writing is just superb. I, I can go back and look at all the the interesting stuff that they do. There are a couple things that that upset me. I remember, like, um, if if you if Morden dies in two, he has like a very huge part in three, and I think you could still. I guess I'm just gonna have to ruin it, but. Um, in three, there's the whole thing where you go to Tuchanka and you and you and you cure the genophage. And I I can't remember, but so I had Rex alive, and I think you told me you had Rex dead. And the only thing that was like a little bit um, unsatisfactory for me was like they basically just did the, it, the everything exactly the same, except for there was just like a nameless Krogan stand-in for Rex for you, right? Yeah. So I was like. I understood why it's probably very difficult to try and implement something so drastic when they need this to be like a core point of one of the missions. But for me, it was just like, Oh, that kind of sucks. Like I like, I wanted, I'd rather have Rex on my team. I understand he's back on Tachanka and he's like the king of the planet when I go there and it's really cool. And you have like rapport with him, but it really doesn't change anything thematically or story wise. If it's, if he's dead, except for to like, well, I guess it changes the impact on the player where I like, 
I was so happy that Rex was there to see him again when I first get to Tachanka and see him. I'm like, this is so cool. I love Rex. He's one of my favorite characters. I'm so glad to see him again. And then, you know, for someone that it's dead, it's like, uh, maybe they don't care about Tachanka as, not, as much. But for me, that character interaction was enough to drive me forward. I loved it. I was having a great time with that. And I think like, yeah, what? I mean, if the character's dead, <laughs> what can you do? But yeah, I, I think it's, it's, it's effective for like a single playthrough of all three games. So you could see what changed. But let me, yeah. once you compare the differences in certain instances, it's like, this isn't that different. I think we also talked, this one did bother me a little bit. I, I don't know if they backtracked or they weren't as ambitious by the third, but in the first one, you make the choice to, that you find the Rachni queen and she's the last one. And she basically says like, you can save me or you can kill me. Um, and it will be the extinction or the rebirth of my race. And I save her in the first one. And I think you told me you had to file with her dead. And then in three, like the Rachni just come back anyway. There's just like another mission where you fight the Rachni. And it was just yeah, like, oh yeah, the Reapers brought them back. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, how? I killed the last Rachni in captivity and we exterminated them on Novaria. But so that one was like a little, I was like, well, I don't understand why they couldn't just keep them out of three. They're like, oh, we could bring the Rachni back for a fun, cool mission. But it's not that big a deal, really. It was yeah. fun. The bigger thing with three that that bothered that that people were upset about that I thought was completely fine with is that whole part where Shepard's having like those dream sequences with a child. Yeah, I was fine with that as well. Yeah, it made sense to me. It absolutely makes sense. Like this dude's been going through war forever, and he's like bothered by all these people that he can't save. It's sort of like the Superman paradox, where it's like, you know, he can hear someone dying in in India and and China at the same time, and he can't save both of them. You know what I mean? And it's like Shepard's the same way. He's like this little kid they see is like die right in front of him. And it's like, you know, he wants to save them and he can't. And he just is like, you know, what if we lose? You know, it's it's a really interesting character dynamic. They don't really tackle that deeply in video games. And they do it in this one. Everyone's like, this sucks. I hate walking through the woods. <laughs> People are so yeah. upset about it. Yeah, I've, I've heard that a bit. And I'm just like, what don't you understand? <laughs> I don't understand how they don't understand. I have a, I, I find it interesting. I, I empathize with the characters a lot. I think that people just have a, a lack of empathy or a lack of awareness for something because like there's a really cool scene in Resident Evil One that I'm talking about where uh, you're Jill and they, they they're pretty campy for most of it. Where people do, like you'll you they get attacked by zombie dogs and then you find your partner and he's like we should split up and search and I'm and she's like okay let's investigate and I'm like this is kind of stupid, but then they have a scene where like a zombie climbs out of a bathroom, like a, a filled up tub and like attacks you and she kills it. And then she like goes and throws up in the toilet. Like she's sick to her stomach. There's like a rotting corpse just attacked her. And I find that like very compelling. I was like, this is how a real person would react. They probably wouldn't be able to handle this. If I saw a zombie in real life, I don't think I'd, I think a majority of people that think they would bust into action and kill it would be like shitting their pants because there's a creature, a, a, oh, absolutely. a, a mythological creature in front of them. And, uh, that I like realistic stuff like that, and people are always like, "Yeah, if I were there, dude, I do. I'd fucking have my shotgun out. I'd have killed fifty zombies by now, dude. I'd rip his head off. There's no way he's touching me with his teeth." And it's like, "Yeah, th- you're wrong. <laughs> you're just wrong." But so that's like the same, a similar vein where Shepard has emotions, and they're like, "He's seen people die before," and it's like, "Yeah, don't you think it's fucking getting to him? Like, what, what part of this is far fetched? It's like they can travel through space, and you're like." I don't think that he would care about a child dying in front of him. <laughs> like, what? That's what I, like, I think people were saying. Like, they, they find yeah, it. They, they yeah, they really just don't understand. It's, like, it, they, it's a they, very they just, simple yeah. narrative device. Yeah. Very common. 
And he's like having dreams about it and shit. And it also then goes to tie in later in the story and you understand it even better. But those are like the two big hangups I think online about Mass Effect 3. I had no problem with either of them. Um, yeah, I disagree with the internet on most of the cases. Yeah, they're usually... Especially when it comes to video games. Yeah, they're usually pretty bad. So let's backtrack real quick. Mass Effect 2 comes out, enhances... Has a very cool storyline in the beginning where Shepard's rebuilt like the Bionic Man. Yeah, that was a great idea. Yeah, it was super cool because it like it distanced you from some people. A, a lot of really cool missions. Uh, the gunplay is excellent. The um, ability, the powers, the biotic powers are so much better. Leaps and bounds better than the first one. And they're so much fun to play with. I would just slam people all day. It's my favorite thing to do. I'll probably do it again same way when I go through it. Where it, you pick them up and they fucking hit the ground like a goddamn rock. You just pile drive them in the ground. That shit feels so good to use. I really like the Vanguard class because you get biotic charge and you dash in and it restores your shield when you dash in. It's got like this big explosion that knocks everyone back when you get there. And that class can use a shotgun so you can just start blasting people in the face. It's amazing. Yeah, they, they really comboed that well. You get to charge them fast. You get right into the fight. They make it fun. You know, there's, like, abilities that, like, recharges your shields faster, and there's abilities that, like, stasis, and then you have your uh, teammates doing support abilities to, like, stun them, and you can get in and get out and, and blast if you want. And there's just, like, straight up, like, one of them is, like, I can't remember the name of it. There's the Vanguard. There's, like, the one that's basically just, like, you just use guns, and you barely have any powers, and you just, like, shoot Yeah, I think people. that is called Soldier. Yeah, like, that one's still yeah, cool. Yeah, your powers are just, like, you get every ammo type. Yeah. And, like, one ability, like, concussive shot, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And, and, like, that's still fun. Concussive Shot is a very good ability. It's fun to use. Every Everything is fun in that game. All builds are viable. They're, like, super Absolutely. great. That's, like, super fun to use. They, they introduce, like, armor and shields really well in 2, where it kind of doesn't exist in 1. They just, like, have shields, but it goes down at, like, random intervals. It's hard to tell. Um, like, everything is tightened up in 2. It's such a good game. It's such a complete game. It's, it's arguably... One, the best in the series, but I I like three better. I think three is per, like perfected everything, but two is yeah. Is, I also like three better. And three, your class didn't restrict your weapons. You could use any weapons you wanted with whatever class. Yeah. Uh, but the classes were still great. I feel like sniper rifles weren't as ridiculous in three as they were in two, especially yeah. the Black Widow. Yeah. I had to stop. I played like every class in two, but uh, <laughs> by the like third or fourth playthrough, I was like, I'm not gonna use a sniper rifle for this one. Like, yeah. <laughs> It's so strong. I'm get and I'm on those. So I played full Paragon every time. I couldn't not do Paragon. I feel bad. I feel bad being mean to people. I have to like teach myself out of it, which is the exact opposite from when I was younger. I remember I had a file. This is a little bit a side anecdote in 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 Knights of the Old Republic, Kotor. I remember our one friend Joe played it, and he was like, "I was getting to the fight with Malik, which is like the second to last boss. He's like a very powerful jet or Sith Lord." Or it might have been like his apprentice or something that you fight before him. And I literally walked up to him and I had two lightsabers and I did like an ability called like cross slash where you like slash, you slash them twice and it killed him instantly. (laughs) And I remember like my buddy Joe watching and he's like, how are you so strong? This fight like took me like 20 minutes. I was using like force powers. We were going all over this arena. I was like, I kill everyone I see. I, 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 like people will go like, Oh, help me. They just stole money from me and I'll help them. And then I get back and I go, yeah, I need all that money and more. And then they, they're like, no, wait, don't. And then I kill them too. And I would just, every time <laughs> I was like, this is more experience for me. When I was a kid, I would great. just relentlessly kill everyone. I was like, I was like, it's interesting to me, different play styles like that. Cause I would just like run through with swords. Um, and so 
uh, uh, now I'm the opposite. I, ca- I can't be mean to people in video games. I've, I'm like full Paragon. I go max Paragon. Like it's I'm all the way up. I am the I'm a pillar of virtue, and hope, and uh, so I very rarely do. Uh, renegade options. I started doing renegade options in one, and it is so funny, dude. They are so rewarding. He is such yeah. a fucking piece of shit. I love it. It's great. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I've done both in two and three, and they're very fun. The the renegade like, options. Way you go. Even like even so like there's like the 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 renegade options where you could like in two and three they had like the trigger pull renegade when there's like a super cool renegade scene you could pull off in a cutscene. In two they're basically all just like story beats and like options select on the menu. But there's like a there's one that's just like it's so interesting to me having like the knowledge of the game and I guess it really does add to replay value in RPG that uh, RPG style game where there's like a lot of story driven elements that you don't get in other games where in in the first one you talk to a reporter the same one the same reporter from the other two you know what I mean um, and in the first one she's like Shepard can I get a minute and I'm just like no and then it, it ends it ends the thing and you just walk away from her and I was like oh like when you talk to her she like gives you a fucking hassle and you're made out to look like a dick. And you can just be renegade and just say no and, and walk away and you never have to interact with her. I was like, this is cool. I love this. Like the Yeah, you still punch her in the face in the second one though? Yeah. You can because she that that's that like seems a scripted thing. For if it's you so, don't even get interviewed by her the first time. It's so great. He just fucking decks <laughs> her. Yeah, because I mean maybe she interviews you again. I haven't gone back to the Citadel yet on that play file and I haven't it's my only renegade run and one. But she, you come up to her and she's like, Can I have a minute of your time? He's like, I don't have the time and she's like I just want to ask you a question, and you just say no, and I was like, maybe it's like where you get a special renegade thing because you punch her in the other games thing, and no, nothing. You just walk away. I was like, this is so cool. There's that. There's a whole big thing in the first one. It's like harder to find the missions in the first one. You have to like do a lot of talking to people. There's like a whole big thing in the first one where like this guy's like uh, an up and coming like CSEC officer, and you can like talk to him. He's like, oh Shepard, you're my biggest fan, and I just go like, leave me alone, and I just walk away from him as well. <laughs> And I was like, this is so fucking cool. Like, some of them are over the top. That's why they're so funny. Like, the option will say, like, you can't do that. And Shepard will be like, I'll die before I let you get near me. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> dude, what the fuck? You're going off the rails. Yeah, he's extreme. Oh, talking to the council in the first one is so amazing, dude. He's like, he's like in the, in the first one, this, this um, what, what race is Garrus? Uh, I was gonna say Vicarian. That's what's his last name. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck, what is uh, he? Shit, what the hell's his name? What's his na- Let's we're not moving Turian. on. He's Turian. Turian. Good job, man. Uh, so like, there's a Turian council member, and you can like they they don't believe you. Saren's a Turian, and he like betrays another Turian, and he's working for he's working for the Reapers. He's he's mind hacked, and you like they don't believe you because he's such a great agent. And you go and talk to them, and you're like, you wouldn't believe me, so what does it matter? You hate Earthlings. He's like, of course you help a Torian out. And I'm like, this is so crazy. Like, there's so many options you can choose in the first one where Shepard's just a racist. There's like a guy <laughs> on your ship where you could talk to, and he's like, he's like, no, I remember, I might be remembering this wrong, but I remember in the first one, he's like, kind of like anti-alien, and then you could be like, hey, you have to like everyone that's on this ship. He's like, well, why do we have a Quarian and a Torian and, and a and a whatever Rex is, a Krogan on this ship. And you're like, you got to accept everyone. We're, we're uniting the galaxy as a team. 
And the second one, and, and I and I'm, I have to double check this, but I could have swore it's like Navigator Presley. He like talks to you in the first one, and I was like being racist. I was like, yeah, we're doing this for the for the human race, for the humans in the galaxy. And he was like, uh, oh, that's a little weird, but okay. I feel like he like you go too <laughs> racist for this guy, and suddenly it was like they just turned Shepard into a fucking maniac. It's so cool. That's fantastic. Yeah, you can just go off the rails. I love it. I was trying to get achievement for like doing the renegade things. I just I got bored. I was like, I don't need this fucking achievement. The, I'm gonna get all the achievements when the new one comes out anyway. Um, so there is this was also very funny. I remember when the first one came out, you can have a sex scene with like people, and it was like th- they they got in trouble so bad for the sex scene in the first one. They, there's still sex scenes in two and three, but they like tone them down. In the first one, you could see, you see a girl's entire ass or Liara's. You see Ashley's or Liara's when you're when you when you romance them in the first one like it's like it shows off like it's like side there's like side boob it shows her like on top of shepherd and he's like naked chest it gets like pretty close to pretty raunchy. it's pretty raunchy yeah for a game and i was like this is so funny cuz like everyone's up in arms about it you can't have sex in these you you've killed 3500 people by this point you can't have yeah, sex in this game. Everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> no questions asked. Just fucking put a bullet in somebody's head. Yeah. Don't worry about him or his family. Exactly. That's also like a, a, a very interesting point about like Renegade versus Paragon options. Because when you're leaving Novaria at one point, you break into an area you're not supposed to be in. And when you're Paragon, you can like talk your way out and be like, we don't have to fight here, Sergeant. We can do this another day. Let's resolve this peaceably. And in the second one, she's like, or in the, in, in the Renegade option, She's like, you're not supposed to be here. And he's like, what are you going to fucking do about it? And then you just, it's just guns blazing, dude. He just goes off. So it's like, by the time you get to this sex scene, if you romance someone, you've, see, you've murdered people wholesale just for nothing. Shepard is ruthless. He's just yeah, going dude. off. And then they're like, you can't, you could, you could shoot someone dead with a blaster. I mean, there's a scene where Rex does it to this guy. When you first encounter Rex, the reason he comes on your team is you're both, he's been contracted by the shadow broker to kill a guy, and you're looking for the same guy. No matter what happens after the fight with him, if you like, you walk away. Rex just kills the guy, and you have to <laughs> you have to have like a like a dialogue about it. And like the 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 paragon is like, don't do that again in my company. He deserved to live. And Rex is like, oh, I was contracted. And the renegade is like, sh- like Garrus is like, hey man, why'd you kill him? And Shepard's like. No, he did the right thing. And then you just leave. <laughs> but but he's, there's just a scene where he just pulls up on the guy and he's like, no, no, no. And he just fucking blasts him with a shotgun. <laughs> and you're like, holy shit. But then people are like, somebody's mom was like, there's a, there's a fucking alien butt cheek. Get this out of here. But it is, it is kind of raunchy. They go, they go like full throttle on it in the first one. And then they're like, um, and then if something I find interesting is you can't, romance the same person in two if you have ashley alive uh in two she she's like mad at you that you're in cerberus and liara is not a playable character in two she's like becoming the shadow broker so you cannot romance the same character in two no matter what and and then in two like i think i did like jack or something my first playthrough it's like very it like shows them kissing and then it just fades to black and it's like assumed right. but it's like very tame go ahead like look up the one in, in mass effect one dude it's like way more than you're than you bargained for you do not like if <laughs> someone would have walked in on me when i was at that scene i would be like it's not what you think it is it's not what you think it is this is a game about shooting people <laughs> this is, i swear to god this is a game about killing people it's not about sex <laughs> you walked in at the wrong time 
Uh, yeah, but that's it's that's funny to me. They do it. They like they they pulled back on it severely because they got so much flack, which I find is like the strangest thing. Like, why not just double down? What the fuck are they gonna do? The game's already out. You they get... do cool stuff with the romances because like you can't sleep with Liara again in the second one, but if you sleep with Jack and then talk to her in the third one, she's she can be jealous. Yeah, of Jack. she's mad at you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and she like I think she brings up how she's like her lifespan is so much longer than yours and she never thought it would last forever and shit. Like yeah, they, cause they, they don't like, they like have sex weird because they like reproduce weird cause they're aliens and they like, they, they like, like bond for life. Yeah. Shit. They like bond, they like have a very, uh, avatar style tail pussy bonding with you or whatever. <laughs> and so like she gets, she gets real mad. Like she's like, Oh, I thought that you told me like I was going to be your one and only and you're just like, you still can be, but she's like she knows what you did. But yeah. uh, the, I, I definitely had a file. I think I've, I think I went back. I played two a bunch of times, like on PC and on Xbox. So I like went back, I think, and did one where I, I didn't romance anyone too, because I wanted Liara to be my main chick. And it is interesting they, they, they program that in where she's like, "Oh, I'm so glad you waited for me. I get to see you again." And she's like very happy to see you in three because she's available again. Um, also, Mass Effect does really good DLCs. Two had yeah. they had great DLCs, I remember. Yeah, and I just recently played the some of the DLCs, and, and uh, they're pretty good. Something that's interesting to me about the DLCs too is they they make plot points happen that that like if if you don't play them, it still occurred for three. Like she becomes the shadow broker in two, at in the DLC. I think that's the one in two, right? And then yeah. at the beginning of and there's also like one. I can't remember what there's, there's one at the end of two, and and like it it comes to fruition in three, so it doesn't. They do a really good job of like covering it up. Like if you don't, if you don't know what happened or you didn't play through a DLC, it doesn't impact your run. But they do like not a lot of nods to it, so it's like great for you if you did play them. You can yeah look back at it. Yeah, they added the the, in the third one though. They added the whole. There's like a whole character that. He was a friggin' Prothean. Yeah, he was like in a. But he didn't really tube. reveal much about Protheans. He was just like they. I th- I thought they, they did that pretty well. Reveal. He it was just, like, cause he was like, I was just. Like, first of all, he's Jamaican, and second of all, he was like, <laughs> I'm. I was just a soldier, and I'm like that's pretty cool. He's like, I don't know much. It's like he tells you a little bit, but. Yeah, he's like, I was born. By the time I was born, we were already. At, at war, war with, with the Reapers. Reapers. So yeah. He's like, I, I can't tell you about science and shit. I was a soldier my whole life. Yeah, yeah, I don't know anything. I was just fighting them. And he was the only one that survived. He was a pretty cool character. I loved him a lot. Um, he, he has a really great line that's like, someone's like, I can't remember what's happening. They're talking about like pride. And he was like, go ask the ghosts of my dead ancestors about pride and get back to me. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah, this guy's cool. Yeah, he's like, fuck pride. We're killing the Reapers. So he's pretty cool. They do a lot of stuff like that where he's like, um, very anti Reaper, and I'm not sure if they if they do like if they you don't really side with the Reapers, but there are people like that are so anti one thing that they like take a stand. I'm not sure if they really do anything that major in Mass Effect, where they have like a like in Fallout New Vegas. Have you ever played that? No. There's like a follower you can get, and his name's Boone, and he hates the the Legion because they the Legion faction because he thinks they killed his wife. So if you, like, go to a Legion camp, there's, like, a line where, like, he's, like, yeah, if we go in here, I'm, I'm shooting. So it's, like, a really cool thing that they do 
in the story where it's like if you have him as a follower, you can't even go through the Legion camp. Like he's gonna pull the trigger. He's gonna get you into a fight, which is really cool. That is cool. I, I want. I I don't think they do anything like that in Mass Effect, where he's like, there's no one that's so like vehemently anti anyone else that's like mess up your story, which I think is much harder to implement in a game like Mass Effect. But I thought it would be cool to have like, um, v- like options, menu options, uh, dialogue options that you just can't select if you have someone in your party because they're gonna be they're gonna go against you or they're gonna distance themselves or maybe they would leave your party. That'd be pretty cool. But I don't. I mean, guess. they they kind of had that in the third one. Uh, I won't ruin too much, but no, go ahead. It's, one of your is... characters can fucking kill themselves if you make the wrong choice. Who's that? I don't remember this. Uh, fucking Tally. Oh, if yeah. If, if I didn't, like, have my save file carried over from 2, so I didn't... Legion, like, didn't exist. Yeah. And as a result, I didn't have the option to save both races. So the Geth ended up killing the Quarians. I, cho- I chose the Geth, and so Tally jumped off. She jumps off, off that cliff. fucking cliff. Yeah, that's really cool. She does it, like, dying in Final Fantasy VII. It's such a cool way to go out. They just do a T-pose and fall backwards off a cliff. Yeah, that's a true gangster. That's the best way to go, because you got to look them in the face. They say, I get the last laugh here, and they go out. Yeah, I, I was so into three. I never looked anything up. I accidentally saved both of them. I was just like playing through and I hit all the check marks where I saved the Geth and the Corian. So it was not like a big shock to me later on. People were like, oh my God, I was so sad when, when Tali died or whatever. I was like, I didn't know that could happen. I was going off, baby. I was saving the whole universe. They did They did do something. I'm not sure how they're going to implement this in 3 because they, they removed multiplayer for the, for the remaster. There's no multiplayer in 3, which was incredible. I loved it. But there is a thing in 3 where you, to get the, the most... To get the most galaxy points to save the galaxy, you had to play multiplayer a little bit. Yeah, the war readiness, they called it. Yeah, that's it. War readiness. Yeah, I never played the multiplayer in 3, but I remember you telling me about it and saying you really liked it. I loved it. It was it was like a three. If you had three people on your team and you would go against like hordes of enemies and you could choose like like um, bronze, silver, gold tier difficulties and you would get like more enemies and stuff like that. And I like golded every everything I did. I was in love with the, the online. Because you could like pick, you would, you would all, they would be like all level one classes and you could level them all to like level 20. And I thought they were, I thought it was really fun. I tried playing it the other day on Mass Effect 3 when I replayed through it like six months ago. And I just sat in a waiting room for like 10 minutes and I was like, I guess nobody's playing this anymore. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's it's really good. It's like, it's a bit, you can't do it by yourself. It's you have to have three people. It's really well balanced. It's fun because they they had so many good creature types in in three. It's like the banshees are are like reaper monsters or whatever. Yeah. Um, banshees and, are uh, like uh, sorry husks. What are they called? The sorries that are like really good wizards. The biotic, the sorry biotics. Um, whatever they're called. That's the one. Like Samara is one of them. Yeah, they like have Justicars? Justicars, yeah. It's like Justicars that get turned into like husks or banshees, and they're really cool. And they have like the like the big the big brute-looking thing. It's probably called a brute, honestly. And they have so like they yeah. have these really awesome character designs. Like in the first one, you just fought like Geth robots all the time, and sometimes some Krogans or whatever. But in the other ones, they like really upgrade. You fight those dog-looking creatures in the fir- in the, in the in the slums in the second one, which is really cool. You fight, like, they all have upgraded things. Now when you fight the Geth, they've got, like, tiers of enemies. When you fight the Reapers, they've got tiers of enemies. There's, like, another group. There's, like, another main group. Maybe it's just the, the Batarians or whatever. So they have all these cool yeah. enemy types that they added, which are, like, 
incredible. You get all these like it's so it's so diverse. It's so much fun. It like the the combat is so incredible. I actually might just go download Mass Effect Two and start playing it now. I can't wait. When does <laughs> this, when does this new one come out? The fourteenth. I'm not sure. I think it is Mass Effect Remaster. I did my research. I'm not looking it up right now. Legendary <laughs> Edition. That's what it's called. Um, I don't know. I don't freaking know when it comes out soon. Uh. May 14th. I was right. I never should have second guessed myself. Yeah. So I don't think a, a remaster is necessary. All of the games, I just replayed them recently. I did beat them all like six months ago. Uh, I went through, I introduced my girlfriend to Mass Effect and she loved it and she wanted to play all of them. So I like went through. Everyone loves Mass Effect if they have a bone in their body. Yeah. <laughs> but she like. Oh, only boneless people don't enjoy it. Basically never played a video game before. She, she saw that I played games. She wanted to get into it. I said, let me start you off with something. Nice and easy. You can Quality. stop. You can stop combat. So, like, if you want, you know, you could you could hotkey uh, a skill or an ability in Mass Effect and just tap the button and use it instantly, or you could hold it, bring up the wheel, target people. It's very user friendly for stuff. Yeah, like you that. could like tell your teammates to move to a place. You could tell yeah. them to target different enemies with their abilities while it's all paused. Yeah. It's very cool. So, so you could you hold the button, it pauses. You could aim at someone. It gives you a little symbol to highlight that you're targeting them. You could pick an ability yourself you can pick a, uh, an ally's ability you can combo them oh that's another thing and too they added like the abilities like had synergies that worked well together and things yeah. like that that was really cool and it, like amplified some and so i introduced her to she loved it i had to write to reget. i had to re-download two and three we, we played through all of them uh together it was awesome so i just went through them this is, probably, this is probably six months ago maybe maybe eight and they were incredible they're amazing games they still hold up the graphics are still really good Honestly, it's it's styled in such a way that they're they're amazing. The character animations are incredible. Some of them are kind of janky, like when when Shepard like does a slide over a box. Sometimes it looks a little corny, but for the most part, like the the talking animations are wonderful. Like the the basic movement animations are wonderful. All the fighting animations are incredible. Um, it's like every once in a while, in like a cutscene, it's like he looks like a like a action figure. But other than that, it's mostly like really good. So like it doesn't really need a remaster. It looks great. Um, I'm going to play it again because I'm a fan and I just want more good Mass Effect because Andromeda was a pile of shit. Yeah, Andromeda was trash. Yeah, it, it tarnished the Mass Effect name. It was a perfect it, 3 for 3 and then they said, let's make a, a garbage one and call it Mass Effect. Yeah, it, the, the problems are numerous with Andromeda. First of all, the coolest thing about Mass Effect is like, the, like the Hanar and like all those crazy races. Like you don't even get to fight against some of them. But there's like one that they're just like globs. Yeah, that's Hanar. Like, I think like they're just like jellyfish. Globs. Sorry, what? I think that's Hanar, right? They're like the jellyfish-looking things with the yeah, yeah. And then there's like the the dudes that they're like big hulking dudes, and you get them to like come to war with you in three, and they're like, you're like, how do you fight? And they're like, yeah, we put cannons on our back and run into battle. Yeah, and they talk like real weird, where they're like exclamation, I am happy about this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like all these cool races that are super interesting and made me want to go talk to people. Yeah. In Andromeda, the races are the races from the other galaxy, like the original. They're all Milky Way races. And then you get the Ket and one other race that you get like a teammate from and you're like allied with. Yeah. That's it. And then there's like robots that are like, they're basically Reapers. They're, they're basically fucking Reapers. God I don't damn. care what anyone says. They look <laughs> like Reapers. They act like Reapers. There's Reapers by another name. And that's probably intentional because we're probably going to tie both galaxies together in four because, like, we, you destroyed the Reapers in the Milky Way, but not maybe not in every galaxy. Yeah. The Reapers are everywhere. 
I don't fucking know. What Very do, foolish. But, yeah, but uh, they do reveal like there was like the one of the DLCs didn't come out, and I had like it was supposed to be the whole fucking like Corian ship that came to Andromeda. So there's like no Corians in uh-huh. the game even, and you spend the whole game waiting like, oh, I bet I'm gonna find this Corian ship eventually, get a quest for that. Never happens. It's supposed to be DLC. DLC got canceled. So there's just no word about it in the game. They they came out with a book afterward. Oh, that's cool. I love when it. I have to read a book to get the game's lore. Yeah, it's beautiful. The thing... Uh, every enemy is a fucking bullet sponge. They have so much HP, it's insane. Yeah. There's... You have all these abilities. You have way too many, in my opinion. There's too many abilities. And you can they, only I'm have, really like, three like at a they, time, they right? Down with the class. You can only like have three in your belt at any time or whatever, even though there's a million yeah. to choose from. Yeah. It, but there was so you could choose from every ability in the game, like right off the jump. Yeah. Almost. And all your initial class does is tell you like you get this ability by default. That otherwise you would have to invent a couple, invest a couple points into the tree to get that. Yeah. But most of the abilities seem like they don't seem very strong. I mean, it kind of makes sense. You can only have three because they clearly want you to level one ability all the way up first because yeah. like the max rank for certain abilities is extremely strong and there, there are a lot of builds that you could do a lot of stuff seems viable but at the end of the day you're just shooting bullets so like the best thing to actually do is to, to go with the combat role yeah and increase because those have passives that increase your weapon damage straight up and you're going to be shooting enemies for like minutes sometimes oh, oh god there's an enemy it's like a giant reaper-looking snake thing that comes out of the ground and shoots lasers at you. And it's it's seriously a minutes-long boss fight where you just shoot at it and and dodge stuff. It's very boring. It's It was kind of cool that it was, like, on, like, the world map of whatever planet you were on, but it was just, like, way, way too long. Yeah. Way too long. I mean, you, you make absurd. it... You, every point that you made about why it's bad is, like, they didn't do any of that in Mass Effect. They, For some reason, they felt like they had to change this incredible formula because they need to set itself apart because it's a different galaxy. But they didn't realize that they were changing what everything that made Mass Effect good. Right right from the get-go, I was, like, I was sick to my stomach. It was so stupid. It was like, these characters I don't care about. You make a guy, guess what? You're twin. We can't find her. Guess who's the captain of the ship? Your dad. I was already checked out. I don't fucking care. <laughs> I, I don't, I hate that fucking, everyone's a fucking family member tie-in. No one, you're telling me you and your sister are the fucking exact same naval planet, you're on the same ship that your dad is a fucking commander of? This is so stupid, and I hate it. I couldn't, I was like, this is boring. And they, and immediately they have a million, like, corny lines, where you can't just have, like, a regular line. In the very beginning of Mass Effect 1, like I said, it starts off so hot, it's, it's, it's very realistic. It's true. They have different personalities. They're combative, but they but they're not like combative, like movie combative, where it's like you agree with me or I kill everyone here. It's like, I mean, it's not. They're not all strong personalities, but they are vivacious personalities. They are realistic. They are themselves. And in this one, it's like everyone's just making a a, a funny one liner. And then you get into yeah. the game, like you said. I'm like, they, they're the first mission is like you know, this, this training mission, how to do the, how to press the buttons. And it's like, Oh, you have a jet pack or whatever. You could sprint. And this is all boring. I actually don't care about this. It wasn't the, the draw of mass effect for me. And I, you already lost me with the character interactions. Cause they're all just saying stupid one liners. And I don't care. And it's like, another thing about mass effect one was like, they never put you in situations where like, or very rarely where like your ship would fucking crash land and 
and you'd be like, oh, how would Shepard survive a crash from 2,000 meters high, right? You never have to really deal with stuff like that. It's not too far-fetched. And it's the first thing that happens in one. Your ship crashes. <laughs> yeah, you crash land on no planet. Your fucking crash lands. Like, your your helmets get smashed open, and you could still breathe or something weird. It was very... Yeah, you, well, you like, use some kind of crazy technology to fix it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, like, use instant glass, and you can now yeah, breathe Yeah, you You're like, yeah, don't breathe the air. Found it out the hard way. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, like that's that the, found that out the hard way. Why, like, I would never say that. Imagine being in a scenario and you're like, let me not be straightforward about what just happened. Yeah. Right? <laughs> the, the only time, like, <laughs> why can't they just be fucking professional? Imagine he's like, the glass on my mask broke. You need to fix it immediately. You will die. He's like, guys, watch out. Watch out for danger. <laughs> <laughs> like, being, like, coy and stupid. It's like there's time for that. Like they fit it into the story, but you have to know where. It's not the first mission you fucking crash land on a planet. You're telling me this is the exact opposite of of Shepard caring about a child. It's they're not caring that they just crash landed on a planet in a new galaxy. They're cracking jokes, and they're like talk. It's like so blasé, and it makes no sense. No 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 realistic person react that way. Also, your dad is your boss. Anyway, they. You go in, and again, you start unlocking these abilities, and it's like, use your lightning blast or whatever. I was like, I fucking hated that. They had such cool things in in 2 where you could, like, if you aimed, you could, like, shoot your abilities around cover, which was awesome. And then they just, like, balanced it so that some enemies had more armor. You had to, like, stay far, like stay stay behind cover and, and stay far away and, like, and balance it properly. And this one was just like, yeah, I just jetpacked over them and shot them in the face, and then... I don't know. I just hit the other guy with my lightning. Yeah, I, really I, I kind of liked the the jump because you could like dash in the air, and you, sometimes you could do cool stuff to against a bunch of enemies. But it was it, it quickly lost its flavor because like the only you could tell the only reason they added the jump in combat was because they want you to be traversing all these giant worlds. Unfortunately, these giant worlds are completely empty for yeah. the most part. One of the planets, like you can't like breathe the air or whatever going on it looks like a moon but all the areas are like in domes and you have to drive up to them and like drive your car into them and then like a short loading screen happens and now you're in the dome and i'm like why do you even have a whole planet if i can't even get out of my car in it yeah like, what's the point of this what's all this stuff out here if i there's nothing to explore you just want me to drive around doing these stupid quests i also there was way way too many of these quests spread out across the whole freaking galaxy and the whole galaxy is empty, and it all looks the same despite being different planets somehow. Yeah, I'm like, this is just empty and sand instead of empty and snow. I'm like, you want to you want to pretend this is a whole different planet? Yeah, it's it's like exactly. all the same bullshit. And the quests are completely meaningless. I do not care. There are a few cool things they do where it's like you do quests at a settlement that you started. First of all, there's nothing there, and then you make the settlement, and then some buildings are there after a little bit, and then you do some more stuff, and like the buildings get bigger, and like the the citadel substitute that they have which was corny that they just had a second citadel yeah uh that like opens up and becomes bigger but it just annoyed me that the, that got bigger because i'm like great now i have to walk even further to finish this quest yeah so i'm just walking everywhere i just have to walk everywhere all the time just walking from one quest objective to the next fighting the same enemies everywhere and whole new galaxy, I get two enemies to fight. What are you doing? I mean, it's already perfected Mass Effect 1. When you talk about the Citadel, it immediately made me think. You go to the Citadel, it tells you 
go to the tower. The first thing you happen upon is fast travel to the tower. But if you don't want to take fast travel and you want to work your way there, there's a couple of quests along the way. If you talk to someone, there's like a guy arguing with a Hanar, like a CSEC agent, and you can resolve it, get experience, get items, get money. You can talk to people along the way in the Citadel, resolve it, get experience, get items, get money, get whatever, get Paragon points, get whatever you want, talk to them. Even just have the, the fun resolution of like dealing with people as this sergeant or whatever, your, your commander or shepherd at the time. And, uh, you know, but, or you could do it like I've done it all before. I don't really care too much about those side things. I would just fast travel to the council room and, and go talk to them, come back out. It says, oh, you have to go to the wards now. Well, the new fast travel option is open up. You go to the wards. You're, you're not that far away. You get right to the fucking mission that you want to do. And this is in Mass Effect right. 1. It's so streamlined. It's like I, I ran through all the missions I wanted to do. I did everything I wanted to do. And you could tell that like from only from playing it before, like, oh, I'm missing out. I, co- I couldn't put that Paragon option here. And I was sure I could pick it my first time because I had done three or four other missions on my way here. So you're, you're, you're hampering yourself in that way where it doesn't really affect anything. I can't do one Paragon option to solve this. I still resolved it just in a different way. So there's like yeah. so many options, so much to do. You get rewarded for searching these other areas because you get interactions with people. You get, you know, if you're min-maxing, you get experience and you get items and you get money. But if you don't do it, you can just progress the story and it's very quick and fun and you don't have to like spend time slogging across an empty open wasteland that has nothing there and there's no actual real gameplay. You're just holding forward. So it's like you don't have to do any of that. Yeah, the level design in the previous Mass Effects was very compact. Yeah. And I really missed, when I played Andromeda, the the corridor-style combat zones in Mass Effect 3 Mass Effect 2 where you're just walking down a corridor, there's cover, you know, you can see where the enemies are going to come from and you travel basically in a straight line the whole time. Yeah. There might be a little pathway with, like, a medikit thing you can press A next to, but you don't have to pull out your fucking scanner and try to find oh. the correct shit. Yeah, the scanner. Like, or any of that bullshit. There's no boring, dumb crafting system that's, like, way too much. Yeah. Like, it looked like, it was, like, a half-complete, like, crafting system. There was, like, too much going on. It was, like, weird Borderlands-style loot with, like, random effects on it. Yeah. I'm, like, this is too much, and I really wanted just, like, a, a narrow path to walk down where I'm not, like, I don't have to walk six kilometers between combat engagements. Yeah. It, it had a great separation of of gameplay in previous Mass Effect where like, okay, you're on the Citadel or you're between missions basically. You can walk around this ship, you can go to you can go to the Citadel and walk around and talk to people. You can this is the talking to people section of the game. Yeah. Go around and talk to people. This is where all dialogue options are. And it's like, okay, when you pick the mission and go on the mission, okay, this is the combat session. There's not gonna be a lot of talking. There might be a couple of lines here and there, a couple of choices you can make. But those are probably gonna be related to gameplay. You're gonna like choose which uh, character has to work on the terminal so that you fight 2v whatever instead yeah. of having three people and there's no long bullshit and there's the combat is back to back to back like you go to the next room there's enemies you go to the next room there's enemies you don't have to walk across a giant wasteland or get in your stupid six-wheeled car and and drive for three hours yeah just fight people and then fight people and then fight people and then go back to the talking section of the game and talk to people you get bored of talking to people, go back to fighting people. They actually fighting people, go back to talking to people. And you, you know what's do it that way. you know what's crazy? In Mass but Effect it's all one. mixed up and it's a giant mess in Andromeda. It's like here you can talk to people and then fight people right next to them. Yeah, and you know what's and actually crazy? Huge, huge co- colonies where all the quests are really spread out, and you have to go all over this planet and find random shit, and it doesn't do anything. My roommate, one hundred percent in Andromeda, he did like every quest, and it doesn't. 
do anything. Who cares? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I don't care. And you beat it without doing that, without doing many. Or yeah, any? I did almost no side quests. Exactly. So what? Be- what benefit is the side quest? What do you get out of it? Right? You could beat Nothing. it without it's doing just, them. It's exactly. Adding game time. It's like here's an extra mission. But it's like you can go to the civilization, like the not the civilizations, but the little settlements where the enemies are and where the quest objectives would be had you taken the quest. But you're not gonna like get the rewards. Like the quest won't be complete unless you take the quest. Yeah. Whereas in the previous Mass Effect games, first of all, you could get a quest by just walking through the Citadel and overhearing something. Yes. You don't have to talk to anybody to get it. You just walk through, and it's like, boom, go get this stuff. Like, they need a protein artifact from yeah. this section of the planet or whatever. And so you would go across the galaxy and get it. But in Andromeda, it's like you have to talk to everybody for every quest. And you can go and kill all the enemies, but it's not going to matter. Like, yeah, you have you to haven't... go and accept the quest exactly. first and then go kill the enemies and complete it. It's it's very dumb. It makes Whereas no you sense. Can, you can knock at the quest in three and then go kill the enemies and you would like have the quest object. You go talk to the person and to, just finish and it. And they'd be like, oh, I need this. And you'd be like, I have it already here. Yes, exactly. It's it's an archaic system. And and it's interesting that you brought up like having to drive and go back. Because like, in one, driving was like a big thing. And I love it. I think that they do a really good job of making your car your car fun to drive and it has weapons on it. With it was ammo. fun in Andromeda, but it was not for long enough. Well, here's the thing. In, in one, you, you specifically mentioned that there was like, it wasn't separable enough. There's a, there's two very specific missions I can think of when you're on when you go to Novaria the first time, it's kind of long. There's a section where you're like fighting people in the base, like I said, where where there's like a it's like the stone structures, and then you take your your car and you drive all the way to the next segment and you like fight some people along the way or like some towers or some geth. But you could just drive past them if you want. You're in a fucking car and they don't really do a lot of damage to you, and you could like see how much damage you're taking. You can stop and repair it if you need to. Or you can just drive past them. But you also have a giant fucking cannon. You can kill huge monsters really easily for, for experience. And you can also, like, hover. It's like a weird car. And uh, so, like, you could just... But you... There's a, there's a very specific mission later on. I think it might be Vermeer. I can't remember that. It's not Vermeer. It's the other... It's the other... Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's, there's, like, this plant lady there. And... But you go, and you're, like... You, you have to go from, like, the, the town, this frontier town, where they're, like, holing up, like, the last settlement there. And you have to go to, like, this factory and and fight people and you drive there but there's like a very uh it's sort of like halo-esque where you like go through a door that's only big enough for a person you get in your car and you drive through a driving segment and then you find another door it's only big enough for a person you get out and segment it again so they add this car section in because they want to do this car thing but it's really not like it doesn't hamper it doesn't slow down your gameplay you just walk through a door it's an instant in and out of the car there's no animation or anything like that you drive through, you fight some people, you get out. And I think if you get out halfway, there's like another doorway to your side that's optional, but there's like loot and stuff in there and more enemies. So there's like, it's it's implemented in a way already where it's like, yeah, you can, you just, like this is in the middle of the mission and it's still like the same gauntlet of enemies style yeah. combat that you're used to where it's still like, you're still fighting enemies when you're in the car and you're not like driving over pointless things. Like you can't, like you just have to slog your way through these enemies and get through still. But it's like they did that in the first one. It's like why why do they not realize that all of the, the the principles that they set up in the beginning where it's like just fun combat interspersed with fun and interesting dialogue options and they just like took it and shit all over it. They did it yeah, perfectly they had for some three games. Dungeon style areas in Andromeda, like you go on a planet, you go like down through some obviously like Reaper esque cave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> strange technology that looks so much like the Reapers and then there would just be corridors and you fight enemies. And I'm like, great, why isn't the whole game like this? Yeah. Who knows? Like, that that was fun, but there was not enough of it and it 
some of it wasn't even like you didn't have like some of it was side quests. I'm like, this should be the whole game. Yeah. And and this... It was the last game and the game before that. <laughs> yeah. And this is something that I say a lot about about games like that. Maybe Andromeda does better if it's just called Andromeda and it has no ties to Mass Effect and it's just a random game. But I get in and I, I'm expecting Mass Effect and I get something entirely different and I quit after an hour because I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it's very. It seems disconnected from like the greater Mass Effect because like I remember the first Krogan I talked to was like the nicest person on the ship, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, and they have like a really I'm weird like, voice. Hell? I remember. Yeah. Because like the, it's, it's so stupid to me because Krogan's on the, in every other game are like slimy and all the women sound like men and they do a really interesting thing where like women are like very, like powerful in the Krogan bloodline. Like sh- there's like women shaman or something like that, and she's like. You know what I mean? They like support their women, and they're like also like women, like like in Krogan's like they'll headbutt each other for supremacy, and like the women can still just do it. They're like also big and strong. And then you meet a right. woman Krogan again, just like, they they're like, yeah, we're in different galaxies, same races, and she sounds like a fucking robot. She like talks real weird. They like use auto tune in her voice or something. And I was like, you already had the perfect formula. There's a million Krogan. First of all, again, all the Krogans sound exactly the same in Mass Effect one through three, and I didn't give a shit because who cares? Right. They all sound identical, but you don't they don't need to be different because you could see them and you know who's talking because it says their name and you're picking dialogue options and you're having a very uh, like immediate one on one conversation with them and you can tell what's happening and it doesn't matter how they don't need to have they don't need to fucking sound they don't need to get a voice actor for them and but that that does but they do get voice actors in Mass Effect you have this star power you have like what's his name uh, David Alexander Alexander Keith Alexander is that his name. He's famous. Is it Keith Alexander? David Alexander? I think it's David. Jason Alexander? It's David Alexander, right? He's the big guy. He's David Alexander. I, I can't remember his name. I have to look this up now. He's, it's not David. Oh my God, what is his name? It's Keith David, maybe. That's it. He's, um. he does like the Arbiter's voice in Halo. And he does well. like, he does, yeah, let me find him. He's let me see what movies he's in. He was in like he's probably in like Friday or something. He's in the thing. Anyway, he's like very well known. You'll know him. Look up Keith David real quick. But um I'm gonna look up who he does in Mass Effect. So they get this star power for people like he does he does the Arbiter. Jesus. He does uh he does the Arbiter in 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 Halo, why won't it tell me? Oh, Mass- he does uh, Anderson, your commander or whatever in Halo. Right, 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 right. And Martin Sheen does the elusive man. And they have this star power where it's like these are very, like the, the big names have these voices and they're distinct and they're powerful. And you, you, you recognize them, but it's also like this this guy's just really good and sounding a certain way. And they're, and they're major figures in the story that are there for a long time and you're hearing their voices over and over again. So like I don't need, like every... Every um, whatever Solarian can sound the same because they're just throwaway people. I don't need this guy to, you know what I mean? Who cares? It doesn't impact me in any way. I'm talking to him for a fucking split second. But the people who matter have very different, distinct voices, and you can tell them apart from their voice alone. Um, but, oh, shit. Um, but, you know, that, then again, they just changed the Krogan's voice for some reason in that. Like, that's that's a focal point for them. They'll make her sound like she's out of auto tune. It's just so weird how they have all the formulas right there, and it's so disconnected from anything good. Yeah, and see, it, Andromeda feels like somebody went to a meeting and was like, we're going to make a game. Uh, so what makes a good game? 
it's open world now. We're going to have multiple open worlds. <laughs> we have tons of quests. It's going to be like a 100-hour game. Like, they just, like, it's like everything yeah. they think a good game is. Yeah. But, it, like, it just doesn't fit together the right way. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're going to have a great crafting system and all this shit. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need a crafting system. It's Mass Effect. Exactly. What are you doing? And, and nobody, like... The, the Mass Effect draw is going to bring people in that like the first ones. And you made it so different from them that it's like, this is, yeah. this is crazy. And when you think about games like Halo, that's been going on for a decade and a half, it's like Halo 1 is so different from Halo 5. Even Halo 4 and Halo Reach are different from Halo 5. In Halo 5, they added like a sliding mechanic. They added like a dash boost mechanic. Every character has it. There's sprint. There's like a bunch of different mechanics in it. You can mantle stuff, like climbing up them. Uh, that was never right. in any other Halo. And I can't go back to other Halos now. I love it so much. The core is still there. You're fighting aliens. You're, you're shooting. It's a, it's, a shooter. it's a first-person shooter at its core with very cool weapons, uh, like floaty jumps. You have a shield. Like, all the main components are there. And the stuff they added was, like, innovative and interesting. I'm not losing anything by being able to move faster. It feels like the logical next step. And then Mass Effect, it's like, this is pretty top tier. This is probably hard to innovate on, I imagine. What's the logical next step? They're like, use none of these formulas and make something completely different. Yeah, they just throw no away yeah. their whole, the whole series. Exactly. They just took it and threw it in the fucking garbage can. It's a, like, it's if I want to be like, yeah, Mass Effect is good, people are like, oh, I played the new one, it sucks. And I'm like, well, fuck you, man. Yeah, I'm like, that doesn't <laughs> count. Uh, get that out of your memory. But Yeah, you, that one, yeah. Oh, it's trash. I do it's love so 1, 2, and 3. I'm excited for the remasters, even though I don't think they need to exist because they hold up really well. You can still play them today and get the just the same amount of enjoyment. I don't know what they're going to change. I don't like upscaling Mass Effect 3 into 4K isn't going to make it better. It's an incredible I, game visually. I can present a, a brief counter argument to that. Okay. Uh, I've, I started playing Final Fantasy 14 again. I, I'm on and off with it because it's, it's like that kind of game. Yeah. And uh, they came out with an update, and this is the reason I went back. Is First of all, they shortened the load times. Load times are so short now. They, yeah. like, I don't know what they figured out, but they like have the, all the load times on this. I have the same computer that I've been playing 14 on. Like, all the load times are in half. Oh, I'm shit. Like, what did you do? It's incredible. It's so fast now. Anyway, that's not the point, though. Another thing they did was they added four... For, I guess they're putting it on PS5 now. And, like, the beta just came out. But on PC as well, they allow you to upscale all the the user interface to 4K. And I'm like, this won't matter. I turned it on. I can't go back. Yeah, <laughs> like because so, it's an MMO, so it has like all like the icons for your abilities, yeah. and now they're in 4K, and I'm like, holy shit, these are so much clearer now. It's absurd. Okay, well, you so know, it, there's an argument for that. Like, take these. Like, some people don't go back to like those old games. Like, people don't play Final Fantasy sure, VII because yeah. the graphics are bad. So, like, maybe if you update it to these ridiculous graphics, graphics are getting insane now. Yeah, like maybe right. you can get some new people to come well, out and, for and sure. enjoy these games as long as you don't change it. Yeah, I mean, again... The gameplay needs to stay the same. Resident Evil had a really good remaster. Halo 1 and 2 have a really good remaster. They do a really cool thing in Master Chief Collection, if you have it, where if you press a, a single button press will, in the campaign, will switch you from the remastered version to the old graphics at a button yeah, press. Yeah, I've seen that. It's instantaneous. It's, it's, it's it so is cool. psycho to see how good... Dude, go watch yeah. a cutscene from Halo 2. Like, watch, watch an original Halo 2 cutscene, like the one with the grave mind. And then go watch the one from the Halo Two, like Master Chief Collection edition, and it is fucking bonkers, dude. How much better yeah. it looks. Um, I I can uh, so attest to that. I guess I remember. I remember us specifically referencing. Like, remember 
when we used to think this water looked good. Yeah. <laughs> so I do. I guess. I guess they're not needed, but they are nice enhancements. If you're keeping, if if you're putting energy into it and you're doing nothing to the game and you're just upgrading the way it looks, I sh- sure. I guess that's fine. That it'll probably. Be yeah. Fun. If people haven't played it and they want to play it. Yeah. Then maybe if I hope that's a good version. I hope that it don't change anything. And I'm gonna buy it relentless. If you have not played Mass Effect before and you're listening right now, get the 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 the, the legendary remaster. Actually, let's hold off on it because I they might change stuff about one and two. I'm not sure if they're gonna. Yeah, they might screw it up. So they might screw it up. So hold off on it. I'll let you know if if it's good. But if it's if they change nothing, or maybe streamline some of the things that were a little sloppy in one and two, and and but change the majority of the game is untouched and they just increase the graphics. It's a straight up buy. There's no reason not to get it. It's going to be a great replay, especially probably because they're putting it on all consoles and PC right off the bat. It's going to be, it's, it's, that would be amazing. Um, so do you have any last words about mass effect? Uh, the, the one true trilogy. Yes. Fuck star Wars. Fuck Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Mass effect forever. Hell yeah. Uh, It's great. I hope four is good. Are they coming uh, out of the floor? Like they're going to do good things with it. I like that Liara is significant and makes perfect sense. Oh, yeah, I like forgot they're old. making another Mass, Mass Effect. I completely forgot that that happened, that they showed that trailer. <laughs> yeah, they're making, now it's fours. They took the word Andromeda out, so I have hope again. Good, yeah. I mean, bring Liara back. She's a queen. That'll be awesome. Yeah, well, seen, I don't know if you've seen the trailer. I did, anything, I did, I did. Like, I completely forgot that it existed, so. Um, yeah, she's like wipe, She's like in the snow, and she's like wiping off an N7 yeah, thing. and it's like, it's like they probably find Shepard's corpse, and then they do another Cerberus revival. Yeah, that would be dope. I hope he comes back. Or I wouldn't even care, revival. dude. It's so good. Like you could do stuff like that when it's. I would love to play Shepard again for a little bit. It's maybe it's the tactic all along. They wanted to make us. They're like, no one's gonna buy that. Let's make shitty Andromeda so that they're just so happy to get their hands on another good Mass Effect. We can do yeah, whatever we want. Bring Shepard back. Yeah, first we have to piss them all off. First. We have to make everyone hate it so that we can do whatever we want. In this one, there's gonna be happy that we're going back to the formula, and we can bring back Shepard too if we want. Who cares? Yeah, that'd be funny. I do real one quick. That's that's the end of Mass Effect. It's incredible. It's amazing. It's probably gonna be an awesome future for it, and the the games will forever be awesome. I want to do a quick uh, recap. I thought this would be a good idea to do um, touch back on stuff we, we missed or stuff I want to talk about in other episodes. And we were talking about Final Fantasy real quick. Um, so I saw that. Uh, we, I, I interestingly saw this on Reddit like right after we had the episode on Final Fantasy, but Yoshi P apparently said he plans on working on Final Fantasy fourteen for the rest of his life. He said he wants to do it until wow. he's done. He said he wants that to be his final his final project he's working on final fantasy 14 for the rest of his life and that's it he's doing 15 as well so they're yeah so they're uh they're they're involved they're they're, yeah so i yeah it was it's that's interesting to me i've never played it i've heard maybe i should get you know what's been funny too this game man have you you seen the memes about final fantasy 14 lately about the the demo or whatever Mm -hmm. have you seen it or no what? There's like a meme about the the demo. No, I, I haven't seen it. So there's like s- someone. <laughs> this the thing is like people have mentioned Final Fantasy 14, and I saw like I can't remember who I saw do it. It was like on Twitter or something. But someone said, "Oh, that that looks like a character from Final Fantasy 14, the acclaimed fantasy MMO epic that now contains the exp- the play up to level 60 for free in the demo, including the Heaven Sword expansion or something like that." And it's like. Uh, it's like a copy pasta or whatever of that uh, uh, that people do. So and I, but like it's honestly getting me one to play it. I was like, I could play. You could play for free up to like level sixty or something now. So I was like, that might that's not be awesome. Yeah, I, I was didn't like, know that. Yeah, so I was like, that might not be bad to like 
like, I really want to try it out. And this is like extremely ambitious of them to offer to people. Um, so I'm, I'm going to look it up actually and see what this is. I can't believe I can't there's find a, it. There's a funny thing with 14. Um, I was, I was going to download it. And so I went to like final fantasy 14.com and I was trying to find where to download the client and you like, can't find it. <laughs> but if you Google download final fantasy 14, the first result is a page, but there's no way to navigate to that page from final fantasy 14's website. It's very weird. That is weird. <laughs> I even saw a guy on Reddit was like asking that specific question. He's like, "How do I navigate to it from the website?" He's like, "I'm not asking how to download it. I know it's the first resort on Google." And people were still like, "Just Google it." Like, no one answered the question. No one had the legitimate response to it. Oh, here's here's the one when the the near the near game apparently like released a new game or something like that, and the and official the official Final Fantasy 14 Twitter said, "Congratulations on the launch. Nice trailer, by the way." But why is there a boss from Final Fantasy 15 in there or 14 in there? And they said, and the near official Twitter said, "Thank you very much." Critically acclaimed MMORPG Final Fantasy 14 that has a free trial up to level 60, including the Heaven Sword expansion. <laughs> <laughs> and that's been like the copy pasta is that line about. That's about pretty the great. Yeah, so, they uh, have a whole crossover like raid series yeah. with Neurotomic. So I saw that. I saw that, and I was like, maybe this is the perfect time, honestly, to get into it. I don't really play that much, but if it's free, I mean, what the, what do I what have I got to lose? And if I love it then you love the game. So that's pretty cool of them to do. Yeah. I really like just like when they come out with a big patch, I'll, I'll pay the 12 bucks for a month. Yeah. Play for a month. You know, do all the new dungeons and stuff. Um, I just I just ran through Final Fantasy 7 again recently. I just beat it a couple of days ago um, on my Xbox. Uh, and I, every time I play it, I can't help but question every step of the way what is going to go on in the remake because it is so... There are so many points when they reference, like, Ares' death. There are so many points when they reference, like, we're doing this for her. There are so many points, oh, like... they better kill her. Like, there's so many points. I mean, even all right, but, like, Jesse's alive. There's a, there's a point where, like... Yeah, Wedge is, Wedge is, like, defies fate. Yeah. Like, and the whole game ends up being about defense, so, like, like, defying the, fate. The, the rest of the game can't be the same. There are, like, huge, like, story beats where Barrett is, like, questioning if what he's doing is right because, like, all of his friends are dead and Shinra's still, like, flourishing. He's like, we do this for nothing. We're hurting the planet. They have all these, like, talks later on when he talks to Bugenhagen and everything where he's like, I can hear the screams of the planet. And Barrett's, like, having a fucking conundrum and he's like, they're, like, sitting around the fire at Cosmo Canyon. He's like, is all this for nothing? He's like, what's going on? All my friends are dead. The planet's still dying. And it's like, they, they, they dude, they hammer you on the head with it. And I just cannot yeah, get through my I, head where I'm like, where very, are they going you know, with I, this? Yeah, when when uh when Wedge was like still alive, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, they didn't let Wedge die, and like, like they they chose that as their like huge plot point for these whisper things. Yeah, to be, like the arbiters of fate, I'm like a fucking Wedge, dude. And th- there's also like it's very interesting to me in seven. I don't remember this, but like they they're not like subtle with anything in seven. Like they tell you like how Sephiroth was created and shit like that. Like when you see Hojo on top of the, on top of the. Uh, the sister Ray when they move it to Midgar, and he's yeah. just like, "I'm Sephiroth's dad," like, almost verbatim. He just comes out and says, "Like, I yeah. did this to him. It was my child and my wife that we implanted with Genova cells because I'm a cool scientist." And it's like, yeah, he starts calling out Cloud for being a failed experiment. Yeah, all in his head about but like, there, shit. there, there's no subtlety. That happens so many times. When you first get to the, to the, to the ice town, when you're going to Crater for the first time, you can just 
go into a building that Professor Gast lived in with with Aries's mom, and like, and no one lives there. It's still like a science building, and there's just like a video monitor on the wall, and you can just watch videos, and it's just like him explaining how him and her have Aries together, and and how he like kills the Shinra guards so that she can escape with her, and like yeah. there's there's no subtlety. It tells you exactly what happens, and I I'm like they are gonna like this story is so convoluted already. I was like, I have no idea where they're going to go with this. They, they just like, they just, I think they're going to take it. They might take it in a whole, they have to, there's nothing. They, they have to, it completely contradicts everything that's happening in the story. Like for the rest of it. I mean, it's the whole thing. I, I don't really mind. Like I, I give them artistic license to do this because they're making it clear. This isn't final fantasy seven. Yeah. Like at the end of the remake, you're just like, all right, this isn't, this is a different thing. Yeah. But like, it's it's a it's an interesting choice because they're saying that these whisper things, they like like when Wedge doesn't die, the whispers start like attacking, and they're like supposed to be fate that like make sure things happen yeah. the way they're supposed to happen. And then and so well, it's like they're fighting against fate itself at the end. Like I mean, the like final boss Sephiroth is like an incarnation of like the whispers or whatever. Sure, but he still like shows up. I mean, he's already an it's, incarnation in the regular game. He's like. Genova is making it appear as Sephiroth because they have Genova cells in them or whatever, and he has Genova cells. Yeah, in them. it's like they they have this narrative device that they created to to excuse them to do this, but yeah, but it's not it's not great. I mean, it wasn't like, needed in any way. I mean, like all the, the if you're gonna change the story, why not have it be really good? It's for me, it's so inter- like weird to like you could implement all the awesome like gameplay you want, but like the story is gonna be dog shit because you're just like taking these things and running all over them like you already have when people see Sephiroth they think of Sephiroth from Final Fantasy 7 or some one of the other offshoots that he's been in where he's characterized and stuff like that and now another thing that bothers me too is oh like so they see him and they think of these things in the past and then they're gonna like change that so sure yeah you have full license to do that and like whatever I'm not gonna play it to like go on do whatever you want with it I'll always have the regular Final Fantasy VII. It's just so weird that it's like you have this thing that brings up an established memory in someone's head, and then you're gonna like change it fundamentally. Yeah, and it's Sephiroth has already changed. I think it, like I haven't watched Advent Children in a while, but I remember it being really weird in that. There's like when you watch the flashbacks, as soon as you get to Calm for the first time in Final Fantasy VII, Sephiroth like pulls up with you and with Zack and Cloud, and he's just like, "Hey, this is your hometown, right? Are you excited to see your family?" He's like a very normal person until he goes crazy. Yeah, then he goes completely insane. Yeah, but he's like all the flashbacks where he's just like a normal person. He's just like walking around. He like laughs at you at one yeah, point. Yeah, he's like super chill. He's like he's a extremely nice chill. Dude. Yes, he's just a normal dude with a big sword. He just happens to be the strongest soldier of all time. Yes, be- but but he he figures that out when you go to Nibel and you find out that he was created with, in a lab with Genova cells or whatever. He actually wasn't. They they like allude to it in a really cool way. Obviously, he was birthed, but. uh that like they when he thinks he's like a monster creating a lab and he knows that Genova came from outer space and that's like his real mom because he had cells from her he like goes completely bonkers and he like wants to take over the world or whatever because it's his duty. Um, but yeah, it's like he just goes full psychopath. Yeah, it's, it's actually not that bad. People make seven seem super convoluted, but like the what I told you, they they explain everything on the nose. When you look at those recordings and the thing, it's like. They're like, yeah, the or Ares's mom is just like, yes, we are. I'm I'm a descendant of the ancient race. An alien came from outer space and infected. She, they came to us and tricked us. We thought they were a friend, and they they poisoned all of us, and we all died. And the last of our race was able to seal it away. And then the and then they find it. Geno- Shinra finds Genova. They have sealed away the alien bitch, and they start injecting people with her cells. And that's pretty much it. 
Like, that's what Sephiroth is. And then he's just like, oh, it's my duty to take over this planet because my mom was gonna or whatever. She's yeah. a super cool alien. Um, I like not... Evan Children a lot, though. Did you see the director's cut? No, I mean, I like Evan Ad- Children. The, the only thing I'm saying is they, they change his characterization of people. Like, Cloud is so far removed, like, in everyone's minds, Cloud is so far removed from what he is in the in the game. He's like a dopey idiot who's just, like, along for the ride most of the time. He was never even a soldier. No, he's like he's basically just like a guy with a sword, and he he has sure like he he has the final blow on Sephiroth with, that sends him into crater that like gets him trapped in materia or whatever he's in when he's there. But like, you know, he doesn't really do anything of, of substance otherwise. He's just like a a guy for most of it. Even like in the story, like he's like he fucks up. He gives the black materia away. You know, he does yep. all, he does he he gets trapped in the live stream and he gets in the, he gets crippled for a, a portion of the game. And then, like, even when you come back, like, he, he, he's, like, not, like, the leader. There's a point where he's, like, uh, I don't really want to fight. I don't know what to do. And Sid's, like, no, we got to do this, man. And I was, like, this is crazy. It's, like, so divergent from what I'm, you normally expect. But then, like, when you look at every offshoot, Cloud's just, like, a brooding master swordsman. And Sephiroth is, like, a, his arch nemesis, and that's their only character trait. Yeah. They just hate each other or whatever. Yeah, Cloud... He has Genova cells, right? He has Genova cells, and he got Mako poisoning. Yes, twice. He, yes, he got Mako poisoning because everyone who go, who joins Shinra gets it. Well, they they get yeah, Mako. Yeah, then he got it the second time when he fell into the when live he fell stream. in the live stream. Yes, and he has Genova cells because he, um, him and Zach got Genova cells from Hojo when he was experimenting on them in Nival. Yeah, so that's why he's so powerful. I always excuse that. Well, wait, he killed Sephiroth before he was even powerful. Yeah, he killed him when he was a soldier. Well, not a soldier. When he was a Shinra grunt. Yeah, I don't even think he See, had any there, the scene. Then. No, the scene is also crazy because Sephiroth, it, Sephiroth is weak because Cloud stabs him. But then Sephiroth impales Cloud on Masamune and Cloud and lifts him into the air. And then Cloud forces himself back to the ground, lifts Sephiroth up by the blade that is still in him, and throws him into a pool of Mako. Yeah, it's crazy. It's honestly bonkers. It was a cool scene, but. Like, are they going to do that in 7 Remake? That would be badass, that whole section. But they also, like, change that a bunch in Crisis Core, I think, and they make it fucking stupid. I quit playing at the end of the game because it was, like, really weird. They also introduced a bunch of fucking... crazy shit. Dude, it's like... I didn't really commit much of the story to memory. Yeah, I I only remember there being, like, two more Sephiroth-esque characters, and it's, like, a prequel, and they never appear again. I was like, why would you introduce new characters that you have to kill because... And you know they have to die because they're not in any other Final Fantasy media... Yeah, and it's like Zack Sword was first one of those guys. Yeah. And then it became Zack, then it became Clouds, like the Buster Sword has a long line. Yeah. It's owners. stupid. Who cares? Like, they try to add all this, like, it was cooler in, when Cloud was just a guy. But. The director's cut of Advent Children, though, they have, like, it's like 20 minutes longer. It has, like, see, they explain what the fuck the Geostigma is. The oh, fight yeah, scene is different at the end. It's totally different. I'm going to go watch this shit. So, we did, that was our. That was our little recap. We talked about Final Fantasy a little bit. I want to talk more, but we're going. We're like ninety minutes here. We're gonna wrap this thing up. Oh yeah, we're going long. We're going long, baby. So you know, all you all you Mass Effect heads out here, just listen to us. We know more than you, and so check it out. We're we're Mass Effect gods, lords, even we're the rulers. And if you haven't played before, it's worth a playthrough without a doubt, hundred percent. Hundred percent. If the Legendary Edition comes out and there's like even trepidation that it changed a bunch of stuff just stick with the originals they'll still hold up if not get it anyway it's probably going to be really good but who knows it's just be wary don't pre-order it that's dumb 
You could probably get it on PC and run some friggin' HD mods on there anyway. Exactly. If that's all you want, it'd be fine. They'd probably already exist. So, yeah, people are awesome on the internet with mods. Yeah. I already did my Commander Shepard bit at the beginning. I probably should wait for right now. It would hit hard right now. But you want to you say you say a line from Mass Effect. Uh, it had to be me. Someone else might have gotten it wrong. Oh, that's pretty good. Um, I want to say something. Wait, what is doesn't um Sovereign say something really cool? Um, in the first one, he says like I am. Let me. I'm gonna get it. Oh, this is. A, I'm just gonna say this. There is a realm of existence so far beyond your own you cannot even imagine it. I am beyond your comprehension. I am sovereign. Damn, that guy's cool. That's a good-ass line. That is pretty cool. He says something else later, like, oh, is, this a, is this a line from him, too? We are each a nation, independent, free of all weakness. Yo, this guy is dope. I forgot about this. He says some cool shit. Oh, man. Go read what, go read about Sovereign. He's the best character in Mass Effect. Okay. Damn. But, um, oh, yeah. Uh, I've been uh, uh, Twitch streaming lately. So if anyone wants to check it out, I've been playing um, Resident Evil 2 Remake. Um, I streamed Apex for like seven hours the other day. Um, yeah. So if, um, I play all games. Resident Evil Remake, I was playing uh, Devil May Cry 5. I play Apex. I play Halo. I have some chill streams. Resident Evil, I get I get very scared, so it's very. I have all the lights off. I've just a candle lit. I that's I, pretty awesome. I literally <laughs> jump from the, the. I got scared by a zombie and I jumped. It was it was legitimate. So um, if you like chill streams like that, I chill with that. I play with I play Devil May Cry. I'm, I'm above average at every video game ever. Devil May Cry Five has been pretty fun. I've been going through it so far. Um, you can come check out any of those chill streams. I stream like pretty much every day, and um, Apex I'll be streaming tonight. Um, for a couple hours. If you want to join my club, you can. Um, Apex is fun too. I'm also pretty good at that. And we, we got like three wins the other night on stream. Uh, so check it out. Twitch.tv slash treebonerobot. Uh, it goes in line with the Bone Robot Games podcast. Um, which you can check out. It's on Spotify, Bone Robot Games. Um, and it goes with the website, which is bonerobotgames.com. It's all affiliated. So check me out there. I'm at I'm on Twitter at treebonex. i talk about all this stuff and some other gaming musings so if you want to check any of this stuff out come interact with me i'd be happy to have you and come check out my twitch you got anything isaac nope cool <laughs> good night everyone thank you bye-bye